Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Boy, shit worse than doing a second take, boy. Welcome back to Don V Fridays, man. Had to do a double take. Had to double take it, man. You know how that shit go. Technical difficulties. But we back, man. I'm going to try to hit every point. And I'm going to try not to complain about this shit no more. Because what's done is done. What's dead is dead. Uh, we got Virginia Tech playing Notre Dame this week. Um, Before I get into that, before I get into the uh, main event, while most of y'all here, uh, I want to thank everybody for rocking with the podcast, man. Um, it, it's it's fun to uh, it's fun to do these. It's fun to record. It's fun to uh, create. It's fun to uh, put out content. Uh, it's been a lot of people doing podcasts. College football fans, mostly college football fans that I that I've been uh watching, and everybody wanted to do a podcast in the summertime because it's easy to do podcasts in the summertime. Because you can just hype your team up all summer. Yay, go team, go team. But once some games get played, then you just see the energy start to shift. And I'm not talking about nobody in particular because I follow a lot of people. And I've seen a lot of people do this. So this ain't no subliminal disses, nothing like nothing like that. But um, when you say you're going to make a college football podcast, you can't make podcasts in the summertime. And then when the season starts, you fall off. Now, it's just it's just bad business. It's bad business. Um, I did that last year. Um, I was doing Don V Fridays last year. And then the season started and I wasn't as consistent. And it's just bad, it's bad business. Um, I had some reasons. Some reasons was legit. Um, I, I damn sure wasn't on the platform that I'm on now. I was uploading to YouTube and shit, and it was just a it was just a pain in the ass to do all that just to upload to YouTube, honestly. But uh, it still ain't no excuse. Once you start, you gotta get you gotta get through the season. Plain and simple, you gotta get through the season. Um, and here it is October. I'm, I'm just noticing it's October, and it's a lot of podcasts that I subscribe to, and you know. Nothing, you know. Might have did something. Might did did podcast in the summertime, but uh, season started up and nothing. And uh, that ain't the way to go, man. I think uh, I think if you start something, you got to get through the season at least. If you gonna call, if you gonna call it a college football podcast, see, I don't do a college football podcast. I do a culture podcast. So college football just happened to be one of the main topics. But I I, I kind of do a lot of shit, you know. I kind of do a lot of topics. But uh, to to the people that start, if you gonna, this is my uh advice to to the people that want to do a, a football podcast or a sports podcast, do it. 
Don't do it for a couple of weeks and you don't like your immediate results. Stay with the shit. And you gotta build your you gotta build a listening audience. It ain't it ain't gonna come easy. Everybody ain't gonna just suck your dick because you put a podcast out. You gotta work your way and you gotta earn people's trust. And you, that's why that's why I'm talking about bad business. You gotta earn people's trust and you gotta show people. And you got to make people want to listen to you every week or every other week or twice a week or whenever you want to put out episodes. But it's all I'm, it's all about consistency. You got to be consistent. You got to be consistent with your audience. You got to be open and you got to be truthful with your audience. If you feel like you're going to be half-stepping early into the process, you need to let the people know, look, man, <laughs> it's probably not going to go the way y'all think it's going to go. Um, I'm just saying it's October and I'm seeing a lot of I saw a lot of podcasts die off real early. Uh, get back on your horse, man. Get back on your shit. Um, I'm going to do a quick week five recap. And uh, we're going to get into week six. I'm gonna, uh, I had some picks last week. Yes, I did. Uh, West Virginia beat Texas Tech like I expected. Uh, Will Greer is just the best quarterback one of the best quarterbacks in the country right now, Will Greer. I had NC State beating UVA. Georgia beating Tennessee. That didn't shock nobody. Uh, Ohio State did beat Penn State in a game that nobody should have won. <laughs> what the fuck those schools? Nobody should have won that, but Ohio State won. Uh, and it had James Franklin ready to square up with a fan just because he said the shit was stupid. It was stupid. James Franklin, if you're listening, it was stupid. You don't run no zone read on fourth and five on your side of the field with the game on the line, my boy. Don't get mad at the fan, man. Get mad at the man in the mirror, you dumbass. Uh, I had Notre Dame beating Stanford. Uh, We're going to get into Notre Dame in a little bit. but um, And I had Virginia Tech beating Duke, but of course I did. So I don't get no pat on the back for that. Let's put the Duke game to rest. Um, it was Duke. I'll be the one to say it. It was some Hokie fans all the way back to the summertime. Kept circling that Duke game. Oh, Duke, Duke. I don't know why. I don't, we got some. Duke has beaten us like twice in like 15 years type shit. I don't know why Duke is in the rent, living rent free in some Hokie fans' minds. Duke is not that good, man. We was losing to Duke. We wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> Duke ain't good. I don't know why people think Duke is good. Duke is good for Duke. But it ain't, they're not good. They're not stocked with talent and all that. They just do. It's cut Cliff. He got them well coached and all that. They're a nice little mid-tier ACC team. They okay. They can get you if you sleep. But we was coming off an L. So I knew we was going to be Duke. Um... So, yeah, that wasn't no big win. That was us beating Duke. Uh, the same way it could be Virginia Tech basketball versus Duke basketball. We could be number five in the country. If we play a Duke team that's unranked and lost a lot of games, I'm going to look at that game like, man, we still might lose because it's Duke basketball. That's how you got to look at Duke football. You got to look at it like that on the flip side. Like, no matter how good Virginia Tech basketball is, when you go into a Duke basketball game, you you think you're going to lose because it's Duke basketball. That's the brand. So look at that shit on the flip side for football. Don't expect them. Don't even 
Don't even entertain the thought of losing a Duke in football. Fuck wrong with some of y'all. Crazy motherfuckers. But uh, Ryan Willis played well. I, I got to get a man his props. He played well. I was one of the people that was skeptical on Ryan Willis. I was the one saying, why the fuck would a Kansas transfer step field, step a foot on the field for the Virginia Tech Hokies? And guess what? A Kansas transfer stepped his ass out on that field, and he played better than every quarterback that we have on this roster. I do not want to start disrespecting Josh Jackson, but how in the fuck was he named a starter over Ryan Willis? I need answers. I've been tweeting that. I need answers. Why was five on the bench and he had this kind of talent? Why was five at Kansas if he had this kind of talent? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe it was just Duke. Maybe it was just, you gotta, you gotta take that into consideration. Maybe it was just Duke. Uh, Duke is not, it's not the test. Duke is not going to test your quarterback like Notre Dame is going to test our quarterback this week. So maybe, maybe with some, uh, beginner's luck, some smoke and mirrors and all that. But the talent is there. You can see that. You can see the arm talent. Uh, we're not talking about Pat Mahomes or nothing, but we're talking about more arm talent than what we had starting previously. And while Josh Jackson might be a better runner, he's not far and away a better runner than Ryan Willis. Ryan Willis is not a runner, but Josh was an okay runner at best. It wasn't like he was Lamar Jackson. He was Josh Jackson. He wasn't out here killing him. He wasn't Cam Newton out here. He was okay at running. He could, like, when he would pull on some read options, he could take some if the defense was completely asleep. He could get you on some. But if defense was expecting it, he wasn't still killing people. So if, if the trade-off for losing Josh Jackson, and like I say, Prayers on your injury. This ain't. We're not wishing for no injuries. We're not hoping for injuries. Nothing like that. If the trade-off is we have to scrap the little option attack we was trying to do in favor of a intermediate passing game and a deep passing game, I'm here for it. If that's the trade-off, I'm I'm all here for it because we. I think we threaten Notre Dame more with an intermediate passing attack and a deep passing attack, rather than playing to their strength, their front seven, by just running option into 11 dudes. I was re-watching the Stanford game because I didn't get to watch all of it because we were playing at the same time last week. We kicked off like an hour earlier, but I couldn't watch the Stanford game from the beginning. And I was seeing Stanford basically play the game that Notre Dame wanted them to play. Notre Dame want us to just run into their elite front seven. That's what they want us to do. Um, I'm not going to say Notre Dame has a bad secondary. I just think they need to be tested. I would rather take my chances with Damon Hazleton, Eric Kuma, Hezekiah Grimsley, Sean Savoy. Sean Savoy going to have to be involved this week. Um, I would rather take my chances with those guys rather than uh, Steven Peoples and uh, Deshaun McLeish trying to run into the teeth of their defense, the strength of their defense. Um, I would rather do it. I would rather try to do it against their secondary and uh, using Savoy 
on the jet sweeps and stuff like that. Try to, you know, get speed, get him out on the edge, not the fucking short side of the field. But just try to get the man on the edge, you know, show him some different looks. Fuente, you got to be deep in the back. I'm previewing the game, man. What am I doing, man? I got to talk about other games first. We're going to get into the Notre Dame shit. But Texas play Oklahoma. Uh, I got Oklahoma winning that game. Kyler Murray, uh, Kyler Murray pulled this one off. He might be in the driver's seat for the Hasman. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know, Kyler Murray is one of the few quarterbacks. This is one of the few cases where a team can lose a number one draft pick in in Baker Mayfield, and the next guy steps in and the offense looks the same. It is crazy. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray pulled this one off. Uh, he would definitely be the the Hasman. In the driver's seat because people like to attack uh, Leavoa, but there's like some Bama resentment. So Tua's putting up these crazy numbers, but Bama ain't, they're not playing in any compelling games. They're beating everybody by 90 points. So it's almost starting to go unnoticed. You know what I'm saying? So it still might go to Oklahoma, might fucking have back to back Hasmans. But um, in no particular order, the Hasman situation got to be. Kyler Murray, Tua, Tagliavoa, and uh, Will Greer. That's definitely the three Hasmans. With Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State in the mix, but I don't think he's on that tier yet. If there's a God tier, then Dwayne Haskins on elite tier. And, you know, and maybe after this weekend, maybe Greer drops out, Haskins goes up. You know how this shit goes. You know, I'm not picking a Hasman right now. I'm just saying that's the... That's the mix. Uh, LSU plays Florida. I'm picking Florida in an upset. Uh, down in the swamp. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. I It's going to be one of those heavyweight fights. Heavyweight fight of a matchup. The shit ain't going to... It's going to be one of those games. And the funny thing is... Um, when Virginia Tech played Notre Dame in 2016... I was back home. I was back in Virginia. Um... I was at Buffalo Wild Wings with some friends watching the Notre Dame game. And Florida just happened to be playing LSU. Same type of situation. And Florida won that game on a goal line stand. And I remember just looking at it out the corner of my eye. Like, I'm paying attention to the Notre Dame game. But I watched Florida win that shit on a goal line stand. This, You know, this is LSU. They had Darius Geis. Um, I don't know if Fournette played, but they had both of them on that team. Um, but I don't think Fournette played. I think Darius Geis played. And Darius Geis could not get into the end zone. And uh Florida won. There was some Florida fans in there. They were celebrating. It was uh it was cool to watch, actually. But um I got Florida winning this one. Ever since Florida lost to Kentucky, they got their shit together. And um they got the talent that they got the talent to hang with a with an LSU. LSU got the we all know what LSU, we know what Coach Ed gonna do. And we know what LSU got. And Florida's pretty much the same way. They got running backs. They got some dangerous receivers like Freddie Swain and Tony. I'ma just throw it out there. The upset of the year, I'm calling it. I got Florida beating LSU. FSU plays at Miami. As much as FSU beat Miami will bring a smile to my face. I gotta keep it real. Uh Miami got too much. And with this quarterback change to Nkosi Perry. It went from Miami looking beatable to damn, 
God damn it. We know who the best team in the Coastal is. It's Miami. Um, hopefully, Rick wakes up and puts Rozier back in so everybody can have a chance, man. But um, just being real, as much as Florida State winning would help Virginia Tech in the Coastal race, uh, they Florida State in shambles. They in shambles. They unless Rick completely loses control and throws an interception with the with a lead in two minutes on some Bobby Petrino shit, I don't see Miami losing that game. Should be a good one though, because it's a rivalry game. Uh Boston College and NC State, I got NC State. Uh I, I'm I'm hearing AJ Dillon's a game time decision. If he's hobbled, Boston College is dead out here. Uh pretty much dead in the water. Not over no NC State. But uh, let's get back into this uh, Notre Dame versus Virginia Tech game. Uh, ESPN is giving Notre Dame a 64.6% chance, chance to win this game. They're pretty much saying we're going to lose to these motherfuckers despite being at home. Uh, despite Brian Kelly never beating Virginia Tech as a coach. All this stuff going against uh, Notre Dame. But uh, ESPN think we're going to lose all the analysts around the country i've been hearing you know basically after last week when they beat stanford uh notre dame just about to cruise through the rest of their schedule we ain't shit but a speed bump in their way you know how this shit goes and the funny thing is if we win if virginia tech beats notre dame oh notre dame wasn't that good anyway they ain't played nobody you know how you know how it goes you know the spin move you know the spin move is coming if we pull this off so let's look at notre dame they're averaging 32.8 points per game and on offense. And on defense, they're giving up about 18 points per game. Now, to me, that's very impressive. Why is that impressive? Because Notre Dame uh, isn't independent. And, uh, yeah, they got that little fake-ass agreement with the ACC where basically they, they get to pimp out the conference while not being in it. But uh, they're independent, which means they get to schedule who they like. So... They could have scheduled. They could have scheduled Toledo, uh, twelve times. But they don't do shit like that. They they've played so far. They played Michigan, good team. They played Stanford, one of the top teams. They played Wake Forest, a decent ACC team. They played Vanderbilt, a decent SEC team. They played Ball State, a MAC team. So and so, averaging thirty two points per game. And giving up 18 points per game. And you played two, you played an elite team in Stanford. You played a very good team in Michigan. And then you played decent teams. And then and now you're going on a road at Virginia Tech. So some of it is part of their little fake ass ACC agreement. So they gotta play ACC teams. Like they gotta play like a fake ass little ACC schedule. But um still going going to play Stanford. And uh, going to play Michigan, and they still got to play USC. I don't, you know, I don't know if they play at USC or at home, but playing games like that as an independent, shit. Because if Virginia Tech was independent to try to get a national championship, I fuck around and try to schedule Toledo twelve times. <laughs> you know what I mean, shit. But no, nah, Notre Dame tries to schedule like eight legit games a season. They really do, and. You got to give them credit for that because it's like nine different schools that probably call Notre Dame their rival. You know what I'm saying? Your USC's, 
your Michigans, your Michigan States, your Miamis, your Boston College. Like, everybody think Michigan, know the name they rival. So, and they try to play all these motherfuckers. They really do. I, they probably do that shit. They keep the team up. Like, every week, we in rivalry week. So, I don't know. But uh, they averaging 241 passing yards per game, 201 rushing yards per game. So, they try to be a balanced team. Um, let's not kid ourselves. If they want to run it down your throat, they can. And with the quarterback switch to this kid, Ian Book, they can throw the ball. They have a legit passing attack. Um, this dude is 57, a 70 attempt, 616 yards, seven touchdown passes. Uh, dude can sling that bitch. Dude can serve that bitch. Let's not kid ourselves. This ain't, uh, this ain't just some bum backup they put in over Brandon Wimbush. Brandon Wimbush can play. He's more runner than passer. This kid book will light your shit up. And our secondary surrendered 500 and something yards to Blake LaRussa and ODU. Blake LaRussa and ODU opened our asshole up and put 500 yards in it and closed it back up. So um, you have to be afraid of, of what uh, Notre Dame and Ian Book with their offensive line. And they're big receivers. And this quarterback, you got to be afraid of what they can do. Um, it's going to come down to our offense. And it's going to come down to Justin Fuente and Cornelson and Holloman Wiggins and everybody on that offensive staff to uh, cook up the game plan of game plans to keep this Notre Dame, uh, to keep this Notre Dame defense, one, uh, confused, lost, and two, we're going to have to keep that Notre Dame offense off the field. So we're going to have to dominate the time of possession. And we're going to have to be efficient and score a lot. Because trying to ask this defense to shut down or contain that offense is like, is oh, I can't even think of an analogy. But it's crazy. Because the shit's not going to happen. So your best bet is to hope that your defense and your special teams can make one play. Both defensive special teams. You got to hope for an interception. You got to hope for a block punt or a kick return or a punt return or something. Or, or them to muff a punt. You got to hope for an interception or a fumble recovery in their territory. And then you got to hope your offense get you 30 points. Then we'll have a wing, a chicken wing and a prayer at winning the game. All that shit got to happen. All the while, Fuente got to be deep in that bag. I don't want to see no fucking sweeps to the short side of the field. I want to see some bunch formations. I want to see some. I want to see some new shit. I want to see cra I want to see crazy creativity, and um. And if we can keep Ryan Willis clean enough to hit on a couple of big passes, we can possibly get out of this with a W. I cannot pick Virginia Tech to lose. I just cannot do it. But that's the shit that needs to happen for us to win. If that shit does not happen, we are going to get our asses handed to us, and that would be bad. That would be real bad. You don't want to – uh, it's one thing to lose these big games, these primetime games, these ABC games, these spotlight games. It's one thing to lose them. But when you get embarrassed on that spotlight, it kind of – it doesn't help your national perception. And college football is the one sport, maybe college basketball too, where perception is reality. Because that is the difference between you getting good bowls and bowls in Shreveport. That is the difference. Sometimes that can be the difference between you getting into the playoffs or not. 
how people think you are. And when you playing on stages like that, you got to show up and show out. So who give a fuck if we lost the old Dominion? We lost the ODU. That shit dead. Nobody saw that shit but us. Only thing the media can do is look at the uh, box code. Nobody saw that shit. But if we go out there and we get our ass blown out by Notre Dame, everybody saw that shit. Uh, Virginia Tech not a good team. The same way uh, we beat Florida State on Labor Day. Everybody saw that shit. Everybody saw Florida State fail to block. Everybody saw Florida State uh, get a punt block. So so the narrative on Florida State was out early. And once you once the once the newspapers and shit get flowing, shit. Your own team start to believe it. So that's what I'm saying about them big primetime games. But that's the stuff we need to do, man. I want to see some creativity. I need one turnover. One turnover defense. Everything else you give up, it is what it is. We got a young defense, and we're lacking some talent in certain spots on that defense. So asking them to uh asking them to do to 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 to, to turn into the the 2008 or 2007 Virginia Tech defense after after what they uh, had happened to them against ODU is crazy. I wouldn't even put them in that position. But uh and oh uh, um Hashan Gaines lost his mom either yesterday or the day before yesterday. Prayers, prayers. Uh his mom was like 44 years old. She wasn't even like old enough. Uh he lost his mom. I don't know the details. But uh, whether you play or not, that is not important. Uh, family, family is way more important than the football game. So if he, I think they said that he's going to play, but even if he if he wasn't, like, who cares? Like family first, and and um, I know what it's like to lose a family member. My mom, my mom is still alive, but I've you know, and we all know what it's like to lose a family member and shit, and uh. Some people can 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 work through it, play through it, and keep it moving. Some people they need time um, to 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 try to adjust to life without that family member, you know. So prayers to him and his family. Um, if there is a GoFundMe, because I haven't seen one, please send me the link um, to the GoFundMe so I can contribute to that because uh, funerals are expensive and uh. Don't know about it. You know, don't, you know, burying people is expensive. That's why I tell all my friends, you know, when I die, cremate me. You know, say, save yourself some money. Don't worry about me. I don't need no gravestone, all that. Just have me cremated. I don't give I don't care what you do with the ashes. If you want to throw that shit in a trash can or some shit, do what you gotta do. But don't waste no money on my funeral, on my burial. So but uh before we get out of here, let's get into this mailbag. Not that many questions. Um, couple of questions, and uh, we'll get out of here. At BB three one nine six X, do you like your quarterback right now? Uh, as of October the fourth, yes. Uh, by October the sixth, hopefully, I love my quarterback because that means he pulled off one of the biggest upsets of the season. <laughs> um. I like Ryan Willis. I was down on him because, uh, I, like I said, uh, Kansas transfer. I was just down on him. Maybe I was maybe I was being unfair because he went to Kansas and everything associated with Kansas football outside of that 2017 that will not be mentioned on this podcast. Kansas has been a dumpster fire at football, so I just think us bringing in the Kansas transfer. Why? But um, he can play. 
there's some there's some talent there. You know, this isn't some uh this ain't just some bum. Like it, it, it will he elevate to this to the next tier? We don't know. But uh as of now, yes, I, I like Ryan Willis. Uh he like he gets the ball out and he throws it. Downfield, he gives his receivers a chance, and ain't that what we always cry about? Give your receivers a chance. We got somebody that do as of right now. Uh, I hope I pronounced this right. At Brian Longino, Brian Longino asks, "What do you think is up with all the hype surrounding a special inner Sandman?" Um, I don't know. Unless Metallica's coming, I don't know what the uh. That's the only special inner Sandman I can think of. Is if Metallica's coming, um. Somebody closer to the situation would know better than me. I haven't heard nothing. Um, I haven't heard like I haven't heard nothing. Nobody else ain't heard. So unless they get it, unless they get Metallica themselves uh, to do a live, which would be lit. Um, I don't know. Uh, go and the funny thing is, you know, one of my unpopular Virginia Tech takes, which I got a couple. I got a lot of them. One of my popular, uh, unpopular Virginia Tech takes is uh, recruits don't really care for Inner Sandman, and they don't. Uh, the song, not the moment, before everybody saw fucking my mentions up. I think the moment is what make oh my, you know what I'm saying. I think it, I think it creates a dope moment in Virginia, like when it comes to the football team and the entrance, all that. I think it's dope, but uh, I still think if you wanted to fire your team up. You wouldn't even need the crowd to go crazy. You play certain songs, team gonna go dumb. You still, you know, but but I think for the fans, I think for the fans, entertainment is like that few that makes it can make the whole college football landscape stop for like thirty seconds and enjoy the entrance. So I still think it creates like something that recruits like. I think the moment is greater than the song. Um but I don't want to start that shit again. I don't want people in my mansions. Listen, Metallica have, Inner Sandman have. Look, man, I don't want no trouble, man. And, you know, like, like I like the song associated with our interests. I don't like the song. I mean, I drop my location if you want to fight about it. Hit my DM. At Debbie Ballard acts. Who needs to be on my driving playlist this weekend? Uh, Mad Cobra. Listen, is a Mad Cobra if you want to, you know. For, for, if you want, if you in a reggae, but uh, honestly, when I when I when I'm on a road trip, I like to listen to music that keeps me charged and in the moment where I might need to uh, stay charged up and kill mode. So, if you listen to Block Boy JB or if you listening to uh, Twenty One Savage or to keep it local DC rappers, you can listen to Shaq Glizzy. Shaq Glizzy will definitely keep you in kill mode. If you got a long road trip, Fat Trail, Fat Trail will have you in kill mode for a long road trip. Uh, something that'll just keep you awoke for a long road trip. You definitely need to be listening to kill mode style music. That's uh, two, 2011 Waka Flocka, Salute Me or Shoot Me. Stuff like that'll keep you awoke for a long road trip. Uh it, it, it'll definitely keep you in the right mindset. Um, you don't want to be behind the wheel of a car, uh, falling asleep, dozing off. You want to be in that right mindset. 
walk through the whole shit. So yeah, those, those rappers definitely had you in the proper mindset to uh make a road trip. And that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Thank y'all for rocking with the podcast. Uh, doing better and better each week. Uh, I think I'm getting better each week. The more I do this, like I started off as a. I started off trash, and I think I'm getting better at. I'm, I'm getting better and better at this shit, you know. But uh, that's it for me, man. Enjoy the football this week. Enjoy the football game tonight. If you listen to this on Thursday, you got a little TNF game. Colts, uh, Patriots. Colts gonna get their ass kicked. But that's it for me, man. God bless.